Welcome to the Achieve Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Feldman, and each month we explore the research, strategies, successes, and even the failures behind some of today's best fundraising and marketing for causes. As we explore each one of these, we'd like to invite different types of guests that will explore their own unique takes on what really works today and will leave us a little intrigued on what they're working on for the future. This podcast is supported in partnership with the Festival of Children Foundation. This time, we're talking with Michael Sieberich. He's the Managing Director at Beyond Philanthropy. At Beyond, they focus on corporate social impact and corporate social responsibility programs. In fact, he has been at the heart of many multinational companies and international corporate social responsibility consulting. This time, I'm excited to share his point of views related to how companies today are taking their approaches to corporate social responsibility, being more impactful, not just in Europe, but beyond and in the United States. We'll also cover important things related to today's cause and political activism towards the end. So you don't wanna miss this edition of the Achieve Podcast. Michael, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Derek, for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, you and I have known each other for years, it feels like. And then we got reconnected in Chicago at an event we host called MCON. Yes. Out of all things, you were working for um, our dear friends at Mona Leeds, right? Mm, right. Well, but I don't think everybody else knows your background, but uh, let's get the Michael story out there. How did you get involved in corporate social responsibility, social impact initiatives? Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, first... Um, I uh, worked for Bertelsmann right. Foundation, where we got to know each other and where I was actually very much involved in educational issues. And at that time, my current uh, business partner, Felicitas von Peter, uh, set up an organization called Active Philanthropy, and I joined her um, in 2008. And Active Philanthropy is a charity that does donor education. And uh, out of that work, we got more and more asked by um, the private individuals, mainly people that come out of business-owning families, to help them individually with their giving and uh, also on the corporate side of uh, the companies that they owned. And out of that, then, um, six years ago, we founded um, Beyond Philanthropy as a daughter company uh, uh, and a certified B Corp. Uh, of um, active philanthropy and in, at, in Beyond Philanthropy we also at the beginning were very much in the um, donor space and the giving space but more and more moved into the uh, corporate social responsibility space and the impact investing space now we also deal a lot with corporate impact investing uh, and uh, gained um, a lot of experience and one of our first clients in the corporate space was the Mondelez International Foundation, at that time still Kraft Foods Foundation, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which we started I mean, everybody out. likes the chocolate, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so tell me about some of the other companies you've worked with and the style and types of projects, because mm -hmm. some of these are, are big ones, whether it's BMW, and you know, you know I have shared a few things yeah. with them and, and so on, but give us a sense of some of those other pieces. Yeah, we um, uh, so one uh, typical client of ours or has been Siemens, yeah. uh, where we uh, did a review together with uh, them on their um, corporate citizenship strategy uh, globally, and then uh, also developed together with them um, a new profile around what they could do in the future in regards to corporate social innovation and merging some of their activities in a different way. 
so that has been uh, one big one. We've worked uh, with Generali, the Italian insurance company, yeah. uh, to help them identify um, organizations and topics that are part of what they call their human safety net. Uh, so we work with them on issues like um, parent trainings and strengthening families, uh, refugee entrepreneurship, and uh, also preemies and uh, how can you support preemies uh, and their parents um, in before and after birth in hospitals. Uh, that and then we have worked with a lot of also smaller companies. Um, in also exploring what they can do in regards to um, their corporate involvement in the community. One is, an, for instance, a small company um, in uh, the rural in Dortmund, in the Dortmund area, uh, where we work around how can you be more inclusive, integrating uh, people uh, that are, uh, are um, physically or mentally challenged, and also bring them into the workspace and uh, the overall company to be more inclusive. Yeah. So let's talk about 2017 and CSR. I mean, how would you summarize the, the kinds of conversations and things yeah. that you're dealing with now? Well, 2017, I think it has been, is an interesting turning point in some of the discussions that we have seen. And one reason for that is that we, in Europe, definitely now see more and more an influence of some of the movements or some of the trends that you may already experience in the US a little bit longer. A key one is really um, digital tools in uh, corporate citizenship, in corporate volunteering, in corporate employee giving, employee engagement. I really think that um, uh, the Benevities, Blackboards, Purpose, Cause, Cause Purpose um, organizations are a game changer, uh, these platforms. Um, because they really allow the individualization of uh, employee giving and um, also they allow a strong individualization also of corporate volunteering in a very different way and uh, that on the one hand makes it easier for companies but it also makes it more transparent and uh, at least we also get the feedback that for many employees, it makes it a lot more fun because it's a lot more oriented around their own individual interests. And it doesn't always have to be completely centrally organized and in focus with a big strategy or so. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing that we see, especially in Europe, and we just um, also now available in English, published our study that we call Value Square. Um, where we looked at uh, bottom of the pyramid business approaches in continental Europe. Mm -hmm. And you find especially very interesting cases uh, in France and in Belgium. So an example for that is Renault, the uh, French uh, motor company, and how they uh, have identified um, their uh, uh, dealer uh, networks as an interesting um, source for creating new social impact. And what they do is they take the, um, in these dealerships, in the repair shops, they take the free times um, that uh, they have in the repair shops and offer them at, at cost, to, especially to uh, single mothers uh, that would not be able to afford uh, a high-end uh, repair of their cars uh, without that kind of an offer. And it's an interesting, it's by now used uh, by more than 800, or it's offered by more than 800 Renault dealers in France. 
and uh, it has uh, created very interesting approaches also around using uh, microcredits to even help some of these uh, new clients uh, to also get access uh, to, uh, to even a new car. And um, it's an interesting collaboration between welfare organizations, in that case, even actually with also the, um, the, the um, government uh, job employment agency and a company. Another really good example on that one is Colroyd, a supermarket company in Belgium that together with a welfare organization offers an online platform where people can uh, register and they get uh, cooking recipes for um, healthy, um, healthy food uh, that they can prepare at home. And the whole initiative is called One, Two, Three Euros. And uh, you then can go into the supermarket and uh, with, an, um, uh, with a customer card, can get access uh, to uh, the rest to um, uh, the ingredients for um, that one to three euro plate that you can cook at home, which is fresh, which is healthy, mm. and um, that, for instance, was something where the company they, they said to us in the case study, in the interviews, um, well, you you know we expected this to be um, something that we do because of our corporate social responsibility, but by now it is used by more than two thousand people. And so it actually has turned into something that uh, even at least pays for itself economically, uh, but where they especially see that it is a really good contribution towards uh, social cohesion and at least doing something on the equality app, uh, gap in our societies. And with our study, we explored whether there is potential for this also in uh, Germany, for instance. And we are right now in the process of talking to corporations and also a couple of foundations to develop um, a similar platform for that kind of work as we find in France with Action Tank and uh, also in, um, in Belgium and the Netherlands. So is there, uh, uh, in all of these examples, it seems like the common thread out of all of this is finding more core social impact initiatives that relate directly to business but yet has consumer facing environments yeah. as well yeah i definitely think i do think so yes and i think that is uh, besides the what i said at the beginning the individualization of employee giving and so on mm -hmm. the other trend is really moving more and more towards uh the the um, corporate core again with your engagements and you can do it in uh, examples. You, you have these examples that we just looked at with bottom of the pyramid. But uh, another example, for instance, is Schneider Electric, which is an, uh, um, a company that pr provides services and technology around electricity. And uh, they focus in their corporate engagement around energy poverty. And uh, they, for instance, have a corporate investment fund that um, has invested in startups in the, on the issue of energy poverty, for instance, grid systems in rural areas in Africa. Um, they have um, a corporate foundation that uh, goes in and works with uh, welfare organizations on training people to uh, be more energy conscious and saving. And uh, then they also have volunteering programs uh, from uh, uh, skills-based, especially skills-based programs that then actually where employees work in uh, these training programs that are financed by the foundation 
or they coach uh, some of the startups that they work with. Yeah, so really integrated yeah. into it. Wow. So After the fact, by the way, was a very interesting also impact measurement system uh, that they developed to describe also the impact of what they're doing. What is this struggle, though, of a company who's trying to maintain the individual democratization of all of this stuff, <laughs> as well as try to do these core business things? Because that's a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I suspect that in the clients and companies that you've talked with and worked with around the world, that there's this internal challenge of both resource validation, that this yeah. is an important piece. Talk a little bit to the challenges that you find with companies who are trying to do both. Um, the individualization of all this is a lot more how do you actually manage a movement within your own company right, right. and where you also um, where you like well in the end if you look at uh, the tools that are available on this it is a lot more also about um, stories it is about motivating people about uh, really um, getting people excited about it uh, there's the additional challenge that uh, many of that especially when it comes to corporate volunteering is very much framed in an uh, US American way. And uh, so another challenge for us often is also what is the European frame for this? Because uh, like we have one client who always says, yeah, but you know, all our employees are engaged. They do civic engagement. So they actually then decided out of that to actually more do around recognition of the engagement that the employees are already doing and not so much on developing a big um, employee uh, corporate volunteering program. So bringing these stories, building internal movements, uh, motivating people, creating recognition, is that's a different kind of a challenge. It seems than, like an animal in and of itself, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then at the same time, trying to, I suspect, um, like folks like us that say, where's the impact? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> on the other end of it. Uh, as well. I mean, so so how does, you know, if you're an organization and a nonprofit approach a company who's got to do both from your perspective, what, what would you recommend? An interesting thing on that one is that, for instance, in uh, Germany, we have the uh, an, an organization that's called Social Impact, and they have these labs all over Germany by now where companies and NGOs work together on developing innovations, startups, uh, the companies uh, like Deutsche Bank, for instance, coaches on the financial side of these new um, uh, social impact businesses and so on. So that plays a very, that definitely, um, there you also can see the bridge between engagement and the, getting back to the core business. But getting back to the core business in the end really also means more and more moving uh, towards uh towards the products, towards the work, to the services that a company also really, really also which it works on and which it provides on the market and to develop these ideas further and really look yeah. at what they can do with that um, in the various markets they're active in. So almost, um, not to maybe put words in your mouth, but I'm going to do it, right, yeah. um, is similarly trying to identify how the projects that they're working on causes are yeah. directly aligned closer and closer. Yeah, because yeah, it's, I mean, it seems right now the, the reasoning or the validation somebody has to do it internally is beyond just it's a good cause, because yeah. there's so many, yeah. but rather to, this is a core business opportunity yeah. as well. Um, something we should be yeah. doing in that industry. And, and that definitely, so what is also changing is that by now, um, many 
corporations don't go to the large NGO players anymore. That the ones that normally did many of the um, alliances with companies, but they uh, but they are very intensively also looking for uh, smaller players, social enterprises, uh, social startups that may have a greater fit with them. Um, and, uh, um, and where they also can work often a lot closer together. This is different in the humanitarian and um, uh, emergency space, but um, it, is, uh, it is very, very clear with educational issues and so on that uh, uh, companies want to be a lot more involved also on the ground. Yeah, yeah, almost playing that venture role yeah. that some do yeah. as well. So let's talk about now going forward uh, as well, which we've kind of touched on a lot of those things too. But what are you advising companies today to be mindful of? as they go forward. So one, one thing is definitely, and we are right now conducting together with you, Derek, a study on that is definitely what is happening in that digital space. Right. And how can you use that to uh, leverage your resources to focus a lot more on uh, what you really want to focus on, your impact, your mm -hmm. social impact. Um, another big issue for us is really uh, also w what we by now call the, um, uh, the social corporate impact space. So also bringing in, uh, so working a lot more also with startups from the outside that have social ideas that are close to your core business and, uh, and um, working together with them and trying to develop these businesses. Um, that's another really um, important point that we see right now. Then for sure there is the whole measurement, impact measurement. We see also, we see in Europe at least um, a high acceptance, for instance, of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, uh, especially by corporates, because they're an, an easy way to co communicate sure. certain ways of your impact. It will be interesting to see whether this will also be accepted by um, the nonprofits, the charities on the ground, because some of that is very abstract, and I think we need to still do a lot of work on the indicators behind that. Uh, but um, I still hope that that work is happening uh, and will happen. Um, so that's another um, issue that, that is definitely uh, where people are saying we have to do something about it. And the other thing that more and more becomes important is new forms of community involvement, especially um, where companies have their own production sites uh, and so on. What does it really mean to be part of the community, and um, how do they how would how do they need to get involved a lot more? And I think this is going further than just the traditional approaches of stakeholder management. It it is more and more really taking on very active roles in that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would also say that I, I think from our perspective, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this too, is that that as we look at the corporate social space is that causes are playing a more thought leader role yeah. with companies on sort of social issues as well um, and helping them understand the issue better since they're the ones that have been yeah. the historical knowledge, the institutional knowledge. Right, and on that one it is really interesting also to see that um, like in, uh, in Europe we often also have to remind companies uh, of their traditions. So uh, traditional thing is 
what uh, we are very proud of in Germany is the apprenticeship system. Right. And that that in the end, it is a multi-stakeholder alliance between uh, companies, uh, uh, government, and uh, often also civil society organizations. And um, that is something we need to reframe maybe in the narratives that we have uh, in regards to how we talk today about um, corporate engagements, corporate social responsibility. But it is actually very much a part of um, our our traditions DNA. And um, that is something we also really have to look at and take that also as the starting point sometimes of developing new initiatives. It's actually one of the reasons definitely why many companies often their starting point is education and for instance youth unemployment because they definitely can build that bridge already out of their work with uh, sure. their apprentices yeah 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 and i and i think this is if if companies want to take roles in social issues causes can be so helpful in that role by saying let me help you understand yeah. the issue and i think that's the first relationship yeah. part as well but on that one, what is really interesting is the um, how um, over the last months I had a couple of uh, longer conversations with people out of the uh, corporate uh, arena, especially in Germany, and what they are struggling with is uh, what you have also described in your own book is that new political consciousness yeah. of yeah. some companies in yeah. the U.S. And uh, that is definitely in the end. When you're a player in, an, in, a, in a community, to a certain extent, some people would always argue everything you do is also political. But um, the, the, the involvement of U.S. corporations in LGBTI rights and many other issues uh, and the outspokenness in these fields is definitely something that often is still observed with question marks. And on the other hand, uh, we now know from research um, and um, other work that maybe it is time to rethink also the political role of companies, right. especially in connection to certain causes that uh, um, a corporation may want to be associated with. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. As we see in the United States, things that um, historically have been moves that companies would never make. Yeah. And are now deciding it's time to break away from those traditions yeah. as well. And I think that kind of comes holistically to saying, these are the issues we care about. We just don't give money yeah. and employee time. We stand up for yeah. them. We also do these other activities more holistic. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael, thanks. Well, right. thank you, Derek. Absolutely. This and we'll cool. look forward to uh, um, some more writings. And, of course, everything from Beyond Philanthropy can be found um, at beyondphilanthropy.eu. That wraps up this edition of the Achieve Podcast. Thank you to Michael Sieberich with Beyond Philanthropy, and thank you for listening. We look forward to having you next time on the Achieve Podcast.